Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, the Student Success It's As Easy as TLC podcast. This is Sean Buchanan, your host of the podcast, uh, SeanBuchananSolutions.com, uh, looking to bring you all some uh, motivation, inspiration. I don't know how you want to say it, but basically we want to highlight some of the fantastic work being done in the field of education. Uh, SeanBuchananSolutions.com, if your group is in need of a a speaker to uh, come in visit with your staff, uh, with your uh, corporation, with your leadership teams, your PLCs. Give us a visit, SeanBuchananSolutions.com. Be more than happy to set up a way uh, to visit with you and and br- provide something positive for your folks uh, at your location. The podcast, Student Success, it's as easy as TLC, sponsored by nobody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we are looking to just provide some uh, nice vibes for you today, and there is no one better to bring the good vibes than the guest on today's episode of the podcast. I have with me the principal of Elgin's Lower Elementary School, Miss Tracy Newell. Let's how about a thunderous round of applause from our virtual audience. <laughs> For Miss Tracy, how are you, Miss Newell? I am great today. We're having a great day in Elgin. Yeah, so like I sure wish people could have seen what I saw, and obviously it's a, a podcast, so there's no there's no video here, but but uh, we're doing this in a, in a format where I could see some video. I was telling you, uh, I turned on my monitor here, and Miss Newell is in full dress today. Miss Newell, who are you today? I am one of the four hungry hippos. Oh my gosh, that is tremendous. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. I'm telling you, if you guys could have seen this this look, man, it's worth the price of admission. Oh, I love it. I love it. So how are things going down in Elgin at the lower elementary school? They are going great. So we have a lot. This is one of our busiest times. Um and we're about to move into our very busiest time. One of the things, so one of the things we're doing right now is a fall fun and gratitude challenge, which is why I'm dressed today as a hungry hippo. Our day today was Team Wednesday. And so each of the grade level teams or special education teams are obviously the office team uh, chose an outfit and they're all dressed like that. And we actually put it out on our Facebook page and we're asking parents and community to vote for their favorite one. Um, but it's been other things too. One of my favorite ones is, um, two Thursdays ago, I had them post something that they were grateful for on our gratitude challenge board. Um, so really being very intentional this month as we move into December, which is always really busy, to have this month focused on being grateful. Um, And of course, one of the things we're grateful for is just to be in a district that really supports our kiddos and the things that we're doing with them. Um, So we're, we're doing pretty good. We'll move into December where we'll do pictures with Santa and paint with the principal. And we do 12 days of Christmas with all sorts of different activities. So excited about the things that are getting ready to come up for us in this building. The Elgin Public Schools rocking the house. I, mean, I was able to spend uh, a little bit of time with those folks down there uh, 
in August of 2022 here. And I got to tell you, the staff there was just absolutely phenomenal. I, 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 I just loved the energy, the positivity of so many of those folks. It was, it was fantastic. And I think it's indicative of the leadership there in Elgin. So I think you're to be commended for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And honestly, I'd be the first one to say it starts at the top. Um, Mr. Moraz is our superintendent and he's very much, listen, we're going to use common sense and we're going to love on these kids and do what's best for them every single day. And he really does um, inspire us to lead in the same way in each of our individual buildings. So very, very fortunate for that. Beautiful. Yeah, my mom and dad were actually there. That was the first time my parents have ever heard me speak in front of a a school group, education group like that. And, and I just remember, man, looking back at that and everybody's coming up to them and, and shaking their hands and saying nice things. And it was just a, a really, it was like a, it's like a warm and fuzzy thing, you know? And so now I really, I have a lot of uh, respect for for you folks down in Elgin and what you're doing. Looks like your football team's doing some things this yes, year too. Yes, yes. Okay. So second place in district this year. Um, and for the first time we moved up to 5A. And really before the season, they there was talk that we wouldn't win a game. So for us to be runner up in the district um, and get to host the first playoff game. We were definitely very excited about that and uh, looking forward to how the future looks for them. Very exciting. exciting. Absolutely. There's more to sports or more to schools than sports, but uh, that's always a, a nice thing too when your community can, can kind of rally behind something like that. And, and you're definitely happy for those kids and, and the success Absolutely. that they have. So for, for excellent. So I know a little bit about you, Miss Tracy, but but for our audience, some of which are, you know kind of have like a national audience here for this podcast. Uh, we we do have lots of Oklahoma educators that tune in, but we also have folks uh, across the country. Well, could you tell them a little bit about who you are and and your background? Absolutely. So. Um, Elgin's in Southwest Oklahoma, and Southwest Oklahoma has been my home most of my life. I actually am um, the daughter of a retired Marine um, who is from Oklahoma City. My mother was born and raised in Lawton, Oklahoma, which is right next door to Elgin. Um, so I did go to elementary school here, went to middle school in Moore, Oklahoma, and then um, we were in uh, California for four years of high school, but then I came back in 1989 to go to Oklahoma State, and I've been here ever since. Um, my background is early childhood. I taught pre-K and kindergarten for 14 years with Lawton Public Schools. I actually was with them for 24 years, and five years ago made the move to Elgin and really feel so blessed and haven't ever looked back and never thought I would make that move, but very different communities. So Lawton is um, larger than Elgin. They have three high schools. Um, they have four middle schools at the time. And at the time, they also had um, 32 elementary schools. I think they're down a little bit in those numbers. But um, now I'm on a campus where we're all right here. There's there's the elementary school, middle school, high school are all right in the same vicinity. Um, we do have about 2,200 students now. But really just um, have been doing this for 29 years and wake up every day still having so much joy for what I do. Um, and currently I am living out my dream job. I have pre-K through first grade in my building 
with about 430 students um, in that age range. And, you know, while I definitely love working with all ages, I am actually an adjunct professor at Cameron. And so I teach future teachers. So that's fun too. But the little ones are definitely my passion. And I just love that every single day I get to get up and be around them. And they just brighten the day for sure. Oh, that is tremendous, man. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, Miss Noah, I my first administrative position ever was in an, in a Laurel Elementary like this. It was, in fact, my our first episode of this podcast, I interviewed uh, the principal who brought me to that campus. And she <laughs> brought me in as her AP. And we and we're kind of the same thing. We had 600 pre-K, kindergarten, and first graders. And I, 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 I tell people every day at work, it was like I was working at Disneyland. I mean, <laughs> those are so happy. Their parents are excited. It's just a tremendous time and a, a tremendous place to be in charge of those babies. So uh, I definitely envy that some, uh, you know, although I, I got to say, I got to say, I'm a big dude, man. Like, uh, I felt like Godzilla walking around that elementary school. Like, I'm going to step on one of these kids and they're just going to be a greasy spot on the floor, you know? And, you know, I have the opposite problem. I'm five foot tall, so I kind of blend right in with them. Yesterday, our uh, our upper elementary principal was driving for a field trip and they needed me to come assist with a fourth grader. And I had to look up at her to have a conversation with her. So it reminded me while I'm willing to do just about anything, I definitely am placed right where I'm called to be for sure. <laughs> oh, that is tremendous. Did they stop you in the hallway? You know, like, yeah. hey, lady, you need to be in class. Oh, wait, you're you're the principal. Yeah, no, you know, I had my badge and my walkie. So I guess they figured that was <laughs> where I needed to be. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I, I just love that, man. I love it. So hey, you, you've kind of walked us through a little bit of your background. What uh, what are some of the things that you've done along the way that that kind of you're proud of? You know, uh, we, we have uh, I, I know some things personally, but again, just for the audience, man, what 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 do you stand for? Like, what's your what's your uh, mantra? So on. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, honestly, my biggest thing is always we're going to do what's best for kids, no matter how it is for the adults. Um, things that are sometimes harder for us are definitely what's best for kids. And and that's pretty much for 29 years what has been the thing that I live by. And that's definitely my standard. You know, um, are, are what we are about to implement is it really and truly what's best for kids? And if I can say the answer to that question is yes, even if it might be uncomfortable for me or the other adults, then, you know, that's what we're going to do. And, um, you know, working with the younger kids, it's been very important to me to stay focused on developmentally appropriate. Of course, play-based curriculum for my littles has been very important to me. One of the things I'm really proud of that's probably doesn't seem like a big deal to a lot of people, but it was for me was, um, so there's a thing called Global Day of Play. For those who don't know, it's, it's basically to encourage the use of unstructured play in the classroom. There's so many benefits of that for students at all age levels. Um, you know, we really don't see kids that can critically think anymore because they're they're so wrapped up in a screen of some sort. They they aren't outside having to create their own things to play with. It's just different. And 
the things that they can learn from Uno cards or um, Battleship or Connect Four. There's just so many different skills um, that they don't get in other ways. And so when I um, was in Lawton, gosh, I think it's been, I think it's been about 14 years. I was the first one that implemented Global Day of Play in my building. And I did it. I did it pre-K through fifth grade. And it's, you can actually find them on Facebook and on Twitter. And it's the first Wednesday of every February, Mm -hmm. whatever date that falls on, but it's always the first Wednesday of February. And I really pushed hard for my colleagues um, in Lawton Public Schools to join in with me. And each year I convinced a few more about how important it was. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, but one of the things that I heard from some of my colleagues was, well, we just don't know if we can afford to give up a day and use it for play when we have testing to worry about. A lot of them were really eager to let their lower elementaries do it, but not so much their intermediate kids that had to be tested. And I basically said one time at a principal meeting, um, which I said to you earlier in reference to something was, listen, if we're really worried about what may or may not be gained for a test in one day, we probably have a lot more we need to worry about. And so, you know, I really, I had a lot of um, handouts that I would give them that they could share with their parents. And usually the first time I'm a principal at any building, I, about a month before that date, I send home information so parents will know why we're doing it and what it's about. But I'll tell you what, everybody that's ever ended up doing it with me, no matter what their age level has said, that's the best day we've ever had. When I do um, surveys at the end of the year with parents, they say that's one of their kids' favorite day. We should do it more than once a year. I mean, I've never, ever gotten in all the years any negative feedback from that. So I'm pretty proud of being able to encourage that in some of my colleagues because I really just think it's such an important thing that we need to allow students to do. Um, So that's an accomplishment. I guess some people would say, Another accomplishment is I am currently the president-elect for um, the Oklahoma Association of Elementary School Principals. It's given me lots of extra opportunities <laughs> recently. So I don't know. Other people probably think that's a bigger accomplishment than me. But um, really, I'm excited about that, too, because I love being able to network with everyone across the state of Oklahoma, all of the principals. Um, there's just so much to be gained by that. You know, now when I was in Lawton, I did have a, a group of colleagues. I mean, there, like I said, at one point, there were 32 of us um, that were all in the same boat. We were all elementary principals. In Elgin, there, I'm one of only two. And so to be able to network with those friends around the state has really been a wonderful opportunity. So those are two of my biggest accomplishments, probably. No, I'm sure there's lots more, but those oh, are man, some we, that I'm pretty could, proud of. Yeah, we, we could definitely talk Tracy all day, man. Like you, you one of the goats, man. I'm telling you, we bring it in the big guns. This is the uh, student success. It's as easy as TLC. Oh, she's showing the guns. Yes, <laughs> student success. It's as easy as TLC podcast here with Tracy Newell, uh, principal of 
Elgin's Lower Elementary School. Really a nice discussion thus far. Uh, and and Miss Newell, you referenced something that uh, you know there there's no script here, folks. Okay, we just talking. Okay, but uh, you referenced something before we actually hit the record button that I wanted to bring up because you referenced it as you were talking about these accomplishments and it was your stance on on these standardized assessments that we all have to take. I mean, I, I, I have colleagues that are that are in Georgia. I have colleagues that are in New York and California, as do you, right? And so we are all in the same boat on this. We have to take these standardized assessments, right? But you mentioned something uh, that really stood out to me. What what was your, your perspective just again uh, on these assessments as to the importance of one given day here or there? Right. So, you know, what I would really much rather see is some sort of progress assessment. Um, you know, when you're talking about one week out of one year as a snapshot, there are so many different things that can go wrong for children. And to me, it's just not an equalizer. You could have a kiddo that lost their grandparent the week before. You could have a kiddo that woke up that morning and has no electricity and didn't get breakfast. And, you know, the other thing about that is, so you get a kiddo that scores, let's say, a 68%. Most of the people who are looking at those feel like that's not a successful score. It's not progressing or whatever term you want to use for that. But what I know about that child is when they entered third grade, it, they were scoring 10% on things that we were giving them. So for us, growth from 10% to 67% is phenomenal and amazing. But you don't see that if all you're doing is a one-shot standardized test. So I would much rather see some sort of progress growth assessment or, you know, I, I don't know what terminology you want to put on it, but, you know, whether it be a pre-assessment and then you have that and that's what you look at is the growth from that pre-assessment to that standardized test. But I just think we're missing the boat on successes for our kids when we aren't more concerned about a year's progress versus a score on one day sub test. I think you're spot on. So I wanted you to say, I wanted you to speak to that because I think uh, you and I, we see completely in harmony on this issue. Uh, I'll give you another example of this. We we have uh, in Oklahoma, I mean, you know, pandemic has kind of delayed some of this, but but we we have these report cards, you know, and, it, and it, they take into consideration some of these factors like state testing and, and uh, other assessments and graduation rates and attendance rates and so on. But we were in the similar situation in Gary is what you're describing when it comes to attendance. That's an indicator I'd love to talk about for just a second, right? So so we had some of these students in, in my first year in the district. I mean, some of these students are missing, you know, 70, 80, even 90 days out of the 165 or so instructional school days in a, in a calendar school calendar year. And, and so, you know, we, we kind of start with the TLC philosophy with our staff and our students and families. And, and, and the following year, we're seeing those students, those same students, 70, 80, 90 absences. Uh, we're, we're seeing these kids at, at 26, 27 absences, 30 absences, maybe. 
And and this and the report card says, well, that's horrible. And so that kid's chronically absent. And so your school is bad. And parents are angry because their school's report card doesn't look as good as the neighboring school's report card. And I'm going, well, hang on a minute. Okay. Can we talk about the fact that that the kid actually passed the state assessment this year? Okay, even though I don't necessarily put a whole lot of stock in those assessments. But the learning was there. We had other assessments that we were doing on site to kind of measure his growth and measure his learning, her learning. Uh, those 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 children were showing that they were learning because they were at school now. And and listen, is it wrong? Is it bad that a kid misses thirty days of school? Absolutely. Uh, nobody's here saying that's okay. But thirty days versus ninety days, I'm going to call that a win. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yet, that's not acknowledged it's not acknowledged by anyone and so i'm so happy you brought that point and you're you're not in your head here i think you've you've seen similar scenarios in your school. oh yeah yeah um you know especially i'll say that's a battle i face every single day because i have the little ones and you know we've got ear infections and strep throat and you know parents are i will say i appreciate that they keep them home i with everything rsv and covid and flu and strep throat and all the things i i don't want them to be in the building infecting other kids but at the same time you know we're penalizing our districts for really for our parents being responsible but like you said but then it's this whole bigger picture that we don't talk about. Um, you know, and I'll be honest, the other thing I battle with the littles is they'll take them out for a week at a time to head to Disney World on the off hours. And, you know, and to me, I think it's great that we have parents that are able to provide experiences for their kids, you know, um, think experiences are such an important part of life. But it's so it's hard to manage that. The attendance one is the attendance one's probably a hot button for me too, because I think it's hard to penalize. I don't understand penalizing school districts when that's definitely a parental decision. Okay. So, and there's yeah. so much more that goes into it. And, you know, you and I both know there's not a lot of, I want to walk a fine line with what I'm about to say. There's not a lot of backing up and supporting us when we're saying, hey, on the ones that really are, um, what I would term chronic because their parents just aren't bringing them, you know, to me, that's a whole different situation and we can only do what we can do. And if we don't have other in agencies that are backing us up with that too, it makes it difficult as well. No, you're spot on with that. And yes, I, I think there's, there's something to be said for, for those parents who are providing experiences for their children. I, I had a father at uh, one one community I was a, a principal at and he was uh he was of Nigerian descent and and wanted to take his children to Nigeria to tour some of the most famous places in Nigeria but it but he was worried because of some of the travel stuff and the kids were going to wind up missing three days of school and I thought don't you dare make those babies miss out on that opportunity you know, he's like, well, I just, you know, want to make sure I'm doing things right. No, 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 no. That's not the issue. Okay. Those kids yes. are here, but, yes. you know, but my goodness, you, you take them to and show them their heritage or whatever. Um, yeah. And so see, no, we're no. a military community. And so right. that affects us a lot too. Like, Hey, 
dad's been deployed for nine months. We're going to take a week and go spend it with family because he's home. And yeah, I mean, the last thing I want to do is penalize a child because they're spending time with a dad who's been deployed and serving our country, making it a safe place for us all. So I think there's, you know, there's so much that goes into attendance that I think gets left behind when it's just a number on the, the report card for sure. No. Absolutely. Well, sitting here with Tracy Newells, uh, Principal uh, Elgin Public Schools, Lower Elementary. Uh, you know, again, I I, I kind of went oh squirrel on that, but but that just <coughs> stuck out in my mind. And I love the perspective you have on testing when it comes to you know let's let's look at perhaps a beginning and end, beginning, middle, end, something uh, as opposed to these snapshots and. And judging our, our opinions about students and or schools based on that. I, I, I'm just not with that. So uh, nice perspective there. So now, Tracy, one thing I did want to discuss with you, too, you know, I've been doing these uh, recordings and so on and visiting with all these rock stars in this field. And, and one thing that keeps coming up, is there a highlight and if not, it's OK. Uh, but is there a highlight that looking back? A situation, a student, whatever the case may be, of your career um, that that really stands out in your mind. Oh gosh, you know, honestly, there's probably more that I could ever count. I I really have been blessed with a lot of highlights in my career. Um, you know, I've been like I said with Lawton for 24 years. It's kind of a different situation for principals. Um, they move us around a lot. So I, um, during my time there, I think, gosh, let's see, Edison, Learning Tree, Sweeney, Washington, Woodland Hills. So I was a principal at five of the different schools in Lawton. Um, you know, honestly, it sounds silly, but I talked about experiences. Um, that's really my highlights. Like I have been able to have a lot of experiences with my kids. Uh, I think it's so important for us to provide those for them. Like, for example, I got to go when I was at Woodland Hills with our football team and do the um, Dallas Cowboy experience um, where they played on the on the field and they got to tour the stadium. You know, that was amazing. I do every year with my students in um, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I do something called paint with the principal. That every year is like the highlight of my year. They come in, they get to paint a, a Christmas picture with me. We just spend time together. Um, and, you know, really, as silly as it sounds, the highlight of every single day for me is car line. I mean, I don't love it when it's 62 degrees below zero and it's snowing and raining. That's <laughs> That part's not the highlight. But every single morning, opening those car doors and having a time with kids every day, I just can't imagine starting my day any differently. Um, that's a really important thing to me. And I try to make sure that I don't schedule anything during that time. I want to be out there with the kids. So honestly, that's there's just a little mil million little faces that run through my mind. And for me, the highlight is just all of those little interactions that I get to have with them that it's those are so critical. I mean, I promise you no person that you ever talk to when you say, you know, what do you remember about elementary school or, you know, they're not a single one of them are going to talk about the worksheets they did or the 
even really the units they had like, oh, we had the best dinosaur unit in kindergarten. They are going to remember the things they did and this those connections with the people that they interacted with. So that's the highlights for me is those interactions and connections I make on a daily basis. I know it's corny, but that really is it for me. No, that's not corny at all, man. That's fantastic. Student success. It's as easy as TLC podcast here with Tracy Newell. Uh, elementary principal, lower elementary principal, Elgin, Elgin Public Schools. And and honestly, uh, that perspective that you provide on your highlights fits very nicely with the TLC philosophy. Uh, in reality, the TLC philosophy, as I describe this to people, it centers around being student-led, student-centered, having a heart for kids. That's the reason why we're doing this. I mean, if you're, you recall when I was in Elgin, I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to run me off the stage. I, I said, if you're not here for the kids, if that is not your cause, go do something else, right? And so uh, when the leader uh, describes their highlights as being a student-centered situation, it's, it's not hard to see uh, why those who are under your leadership have the attitude they have. It's not hard to see why there was so much warmth and, and hospitality in that room when I was down in Elgin. That's just a fantastic perspective. We appreciate it. All right, Miss Newell. So uh, let's uh, let's talk future goals. Okay. So what <laughs> is next for Elgin Lower Elementary <laughs> for Miss Newell? Are you taking over the world? Is that what? You're well, doing? I mean. I guess next year I'm taking over the Oklahoma Principals Association. So it's not the world, but it's Oklahoma, I guess, you know? (laughs) Um, So I think about that a lot. And I have people that say all the time. So in fact, funny story. So I was just in a local boutique this weekend and um, the owner and proprietor was like, listen, we really need you at xyz and i was like well you gotta have your superintendents like it's a smaller place and they you know the the principal and the superintendent are all one thing and i was like you gotta have your superintendents for that i I don't know i don't know if i'm ready for all that and she was like well i'm running for school board and you have six months so you better get it and i was like i don't know i mean it's hard for me to think about that because y'all this is my dream job pre-K through first grade. It does not get any better than this. So one of my sort of short-term goals is, um, of course, I can retire. It's like 6.5 years. Well, that's not happening because I still love what I do. So if I go nine, it's either eight or nine. If I go eight or nine more years, I will have taken a group all the way from pre-K to being a senior in Elgin. So that's for sure a goal for me because I've never been able to do that. Like I said, I moved to so many different buildings. And when you have four high schools and or three high schools and four middle schools, I didn't ever get that opportunity in Lawton, even though I was there for 24 years. So I would really like to do that. Um, I don't know. Like I admire you and I admire the superintendents that I know, but depending on where you land, you don't get to do what's the reason why I did that job. And that is every single day, all day long to be surrounded by children. So I don't know that I'm, I'm ready to give that up. I mean, there was talk at different times. Did I want to go to the, to the board of education and do something with that? And 
I've always come back to, I'm not ready to leave my babies. Um, I don't even like when they move on to second grade. I had a parent the other day, I, she messaged me and said, Hey, thanks for pulling my second grader down to do that activity with you. And I, this is exactly what I said to her. They're so close. I'm just not ready to give them up yet. And that's kind of how I feel. I'm not ready to give up being around the babies every single day. So for now, I'm going to take on this principal, this uh, president of the association. So that's a goal and I'll be able to check that off. And I'm going to get through being with these babies until they're seniors. That's a really big, important goal to me. And then after that, yeah, maybe I'll rule the world. I don't know. I say I'm going to, here's what I really say I'm going to do. I say I'm going to go into politics and start my own common sense party because, you know, we all know common sense isn't so common anymore. So I don't know, maybe, maybe we can talk about that someday. (laughs) Oh man, I am here for it. Tracy Newell, uh, lower elementary principal, I almost said president. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, principal of Elgin Public Schools. And and I would just like to point out for our listeners that uh, like seven times during this podcast interview, which you will only be able to hear, okay, you will not be able to see. Uh, I would like to point out that like seven times, Miss Newell has air quoted something, which is just tremendous as she talks. She throws up the air quotes, but no one can see the air quotes. I love it so much. She's just like me. She is super animated. And I think she is phenomenal phenomenal down there in Elgin, changing the game, helping babies, loving loving kids. That's what it's all about. Tracy, thank you for being here with us today, uh, me, the listeners, uh, and sharing just a little bit of what you're doing down there in Elgin. We really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. And listen, if they ever need some ideas for fun things to do with those babies, just tell them to look me up on Elgin Public Schools, and I'll be happy to to give ideas and and share my knowledge. <laughs> Very good. You a plug you like your your Facebook page, your school's Facebook page, or anything like that. So yeah. So yeah, I will say um, our we do have a Facebook page. It is Elgin Lower Elementary, and just be sure it's the one that's Elgin, Oklahoma. There's an Elgin somewhere else. Else, ours has a little red owl on it. Um, and we don't have a Twitter. I'm working on that because I do like to tweet. I believe is the correct way to say it, but um, I just have a personal one. I don't, I don't have, we don't have a school one, but I'm working on trying to get that too. So, because we like, we like to say all the positive things we do. You can plug your Twitter feed if they want to get a little bit of uh, Tracy Newell knowledge. Okay. They can follow the Twitter feed. (laughs) So it's at capital N. E-W-E-L-L and then capital T-R-A-C-I. So it's at, at Newell Tracy. Perfect. At Newell Tracy on Twitter. Uh, and then the Lower Elementary, Elgin Lower Elementary Facebook page. If you want more information, you want to reach out to Miss Newell, uh, you know, find a uh, some some uh, inspiration, perhaps, on some things to do with your kiddos. Uh, reach out to Miss Newell. Again, we thank you for being here with us today. Uh, it was really an enjoyable discussion. With, uh, it's my first time with a hungry hippo. Okay. Now yes, if to- you go to our page today, vote number five for the hippos. <laughs> because it's a, it's well, a sure. hotly 
so turned around. Yeah, we got like, mm. so <laughs> feel free to join us 16. and vote. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's November 16th. I'm not sure how quickly I'll get this episode turned oh, around. Oh shoot. But if by some chance you are listening to this and it's November 16th, um, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens there. No pressure or anything, Miss Newell. I mean, that's like... true. I forgot. Sorry. Forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Tracy Newell, uh, lower elementary principal, Elgin Public Schools. Uh, listen, you're listening to the Sean Buchanan uh, student success it's as easy as tlc podcast sponsored by nobody we thank you for taking the opportunity to listen again you can visit seanbuchanansolutions.com if you would like to reach out uh, perhaps looking to bring some of these philosophies some inspiration, some positivity to your staff, seanbuchanansolutions.com. Click the speaking tab, click the contact tab, click a tab, and let's have a discussion. Uh, see if we can't perhaps bring the philosophy to your school. We thank everyone for taking the time to visit with us today, and we hope that we get to hear you on the flip side. We'll see you soon. <laughs>